The weather is getting warmer, and it's time to spend some quality time on the putting green outside. In today's episode of the Chain Clinkers Disc Golf Podcast, we give you six putting drills you must start doing this summer if you want to improve your putting game. Let's get into it right now. Welcome, everybody, into the Chain Clinkers Disc Golf Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Ferris, here with another episode on you learning how to improve your disc golf game. Like you heard in the intro, we are going to be talking about top six putting drills in disc golf that will help improve your putt quickly. Before we get into that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. Are you passionate as a disc golfer searching for the perfect gear to elevate your game look no further than upper park disc golf the industry leader in top quality disc golf pack packs and accessories with upper park disc golf you can experience unmatched durability functionality and style their innovative designs are crafted to withstand the rigors of the course while keeping your discs organized and easily accessible and here's the best part for a limited time our listeners can enjoy an exclusive offer by using promo code CLANKERS10 at checkout, you'll receive a fantastic 10% discount with your purchase. Whether you're a casual player or a seasoned pro, Upper Park Disc Golf has the perfect disc golf bag to meet your needs. From the versatile shift to the spacious Rebel, their backpacks are designed with disc golfers in mind, offering simple storage, ergonomic features, and supreme comfort. Not only that, but Upper Park Disc Golf also offers a range of accessories to enhance your game, including towels, mini markers, and more. So don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Visit UpperParkDiscGolf.com today and use promo code CLANKERS10 to enjoy 10% discount on your order. Upgrade your gear, elevate your game, and experience the quality of Upper Park Disc Golf. Today, like I said, we've got six putting drills that are going to help you improve your disc golf game quickly. I really think as an amateur disc golfer, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, if you're rated under 950, I think your biggest opportunity to improve your game is going to be in your putting. If you can improve on the putting green and become a menace from 20 feet out and make 80% of your circle one putts, you are going to play a lot better and you are going to find yourself higher up on those leaderboards, regardless of if it's tournaments, league nights, or you're just playing with your friends, or I guess even if you're just playing for yourself, you're going to see your scores improve and you're going to feel better on the course. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's just jump in to number one, the first drill that you need to be doing. You need to be doing the 10 putt drill. So you're going to set up a target such as a basket or design spot and attempt to make 10 consecutive putts from a specific distance, like 10 feet. If you miss a putt, start over from the beginning. This drill helps build consistency and focus under pressure, which are two reasons why I really like this drill. You can get to nine, and if you miss that ninth, you got to keep going from that same spot. Every time you get it, okay, maybe you move back a step or two. And I would include this. We'll, we'll talk about it in our next one, but you, you, I'll, I'll just save that thought for the next one. But I, I do like this because it adds in that pressure, which we'll talk about a little bit uh, throughout this entire episode. Whatever you can do to add pressure into your putting routine and your putting practice, I think is super critical for you improving your disc golf putt because you're always going to have more pressure 
in those tournaments, in those league nights, in those competitive rounds against your friends than you are in your backyard. So however you can get close enough to emulating that pressure and making it feel real in your backyard is going to help a lot. This is one that I like to do when I'm trying to go inside. Maybe I'll pick three spots and I need to make all 10 before I can go inside. And so I would have to make 30. So if I don't do that, then I have to start over. This is a really good way. You're going to get a ton of reps. You're also going to find out here where you get to that spot where you're making 80% of those putts. If you're standing at 22 feet away and you're consistently going 8 out of 10, you know that that's a pretty dang good spot for you. Let's go to the next drill. This is around the world. You're going to place several markers or discs in a circle around the basket at various distances. Start from a specific spot and attempt to make putts from each marker. Moving to the next one only after successfully sinking the previous putt. This drill helps improve accuracy and it works on different distances, angles. There's a reason I like this one, and it's because you're never gonna see the same putt twice on the disc golf course. You're always gonna be in different spots around the basket, different distances. So the advantage to this one is you're not just standing in the same spot. I would literally do, if you can fit 10 discs around your basket from various distances, or maybe just keep it at the same distance and then gradually move out after you make all 10. But what this does is it also teaches you what winds do you like putting into? It teaches you what side of the basket you want to land on. And so you go around, you make it, you take a step back, you do the thing again. This one really is helpful for getting different looks at the basket, understanding wind reads, and building that consistency, which is key because this whole episode, the, the two themes I think this episode has is consistency and pressure. How you can build that into your disc golf practice is going to make you a better disc golfer, guaranteed. So even if you're able to do these drills one time a week, and I'm not saying you have to do this, any of these drills for an hour. I mean, just do it for 10, 15 minutes. If you do that every day, you're going to notice your disc golf putting get, get a lot better. The third one on here is putting gauntlet. So you're going to set up a row of discs or markers at increasing distances from the basket. Start with a short distance and progress to longer ones. Take a designated number of putts from each distance to aim at a certain percentage from them. This drill helps develop range control and consistency across those different distances. So this would look like, let's say you have 10 spots starting from 5 feet all the way back to 50 feet. Hopefully my math is right on there. You take five feet back every time. And so what you would do is maybe you take two putts and you make both of them. You take a step back. You make one. You stay there and do it again until you make two. You miss both. You take a step forward. If you go through this and you complete the gauntlet, oh, wow, you're going to be feeling great inside circle one, but you're going to be feeling even better inside of circle two, which, you know, if you're getting that, 35 to 50 footers in also and you're making both of those I mean that's going to increase your circle so much your comfort circle for where you just need to land and approach that's going to be awesome so this is a good one it's a little different from one because you're not taking 10 discs and trying to make it from a single spot you're just in a line and you're only shooting twice and going back and again it adds that pressure because if you miss one you know you're not moving on if you miss two you know you got to go forward so you really have to focus in and find that consistency with different ranges the fourth putting drill 
elevated basket drill. Find an elevated platform or create one using a raised structure. Practice putting from various distances into an elevated basket. The change in height challenges your accuracy and touch, helping you become more comfortable with elevated putts often encountered on courses. This also works for, um, like, if the basket isn't elevated, but the land is elevated, if that makes sense. Like if you're putting on a slant, this is really helpful for that. I would also add to this maybe putting from a knee or just putting from uh, if you're standstill putter, you then do staggered or, you know, you kind of switch those up. So this is kind of I called it the elevated basket drill, but it's kind of the just change your your basket drill because you're changing the way you attack the basket by either doing elevated or if you can find a way to do ones that are downhill that's awesome also and then going to a knee going and changing your stance putting around trees any kind of distraction you can throw in there any kind of difference from just a normal typical putt this is going to make your game way better because you're going to have a lot more confidence when you go to a position where you have to putt from a knee. You have to put onto an elevated basket. So this is great. Incorporating the drills prior and doing different distances with this is 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 really, really helpful. Before we get to number five, let's take a moment and hear a quick word from today's sponsors. All right, number five is the one-minute drill. Set a timer for one minute and attempt to make as many putts as possible from a designated spot. This drill helps improve both speed and accuracy. Repeat the drill from different distances or angles to challenge yourself further. Now, I know I have said in the past that you want to take every single putt as if you would on the course. I do think there is some value in doing drills like this one minute drill where you are just speed putting one thing it teaches you to do is to just turn off your brain and putt you've made thousands of putts before hundreds of putts before if you're a newer player you know how to putt what this drill is teaching you is to kind of turn that brain off trust that muscle memory and build that muscle memory quick and force your body to do what you want you can take this and i know it says you know how many can you make in a minute but you can also then kind of alter it and include the other ones like the around the world or the elevated or the gauntlet you can incorporate any of those and then make this drill just a little bit harder see how many you can do in a minute maybe you set a goal for okay in a minute i need to make 30 that's a lot of putts. That's a putt like every two seconds. You really got to be firing those things off. So uh, play around with this one. Um, it's a quick one, obviously. I mean, one minute. Everyone hopefully has one minute to go out and practice putt. You take as many putters as you can possibly fit, and you go and you you do this. I think you'll you'll start to build some of that muscle memory, which is important. The final one on today's podcast is pressure putt practice. Create pressure filled situations by setting a specific number of putts you need to make in a row without missing. For example, you could set a goal of making five consecutive putts from certain distance. If you miss, start again from zero. This drill helps simulate pressure of tournament situations and improves your ability to perform under stress. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, and I know this is a little bit shorter of an episode, it's Father's Day. I wanted to get something quick out for you that you guys can take in during the week and be able to digest and get going right away after you hear this podcast and and before we get out of here i am gonna read some responses we got from last week's episode so stay tuned for that but 
the pressure is the most important thing that you can build into your practice putt routine. Maybe you're playing pig or horse or disc or whatever. Maybe you're doing this where you're setting that goal of, okay, I need to make X amount or I can't move on from here. I have to make both of these putts like we talked about earlier. Those things are going to improve your disc golf game. How many times have you putted on the, on the course and you miss the first one and you make the second one? That's happened to me a ton. We need to make it to where the first time you putt, you're making that. And in those pressure situations, you're able to just breathe, turn your brain off, let that muscle memory take over, and make more putts. That's what these drills are designed to do. And I promise you, if you stick with these drills, if you put the time in, if you put the work in, you're going to become a better putter. And that's what's going to raise your rating quickly. If you can make your 20-footers, you are going to become a better putter uh, and a better disc golfer overall very, very quickly. And I just want you to remember to focus on proper technique and maintain consistency throughout these drills. It's also beneficial to vary distances, angles, environmental conditions to simulate real game situations. Consistent practice and repetition of these drills will help you develop a solid foundation for your putting and improve your performance on the course. And here's the kicker, guys, is that no putt is going to be the same. Rarely are you going to land in the exact same spot, exact same win, exact same time, and have the exact same putt. So that's why you can put yourself in different situations. It's going to benefit you in the long run. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I know, like I said, this is a quicker, shorter episode. Um, so I did want to get this out for you guys. That way you can get working on your putts right away. But I did want to read a couple of comments that people had sent over from the last episode. Um, so this first one comes from Christian Reed. Uh, he says that he does not agree with any of the episode. Disc golf is not dying. Pickleball is picking up. Yes, but so is disc golf. There can be more fast-growing sports than just one. Disc golf is growing and growing fast. Pickleball has teams, not just one person or doubles playing. That's why there's owners such as LeBron or Mark Cuban. Disc golf is similar to golf where it's a singular person, sport, and a caddy. No owners needed, hence why not much coverage, ESPN, doesn't cover all PGA Tour events, only majors. Disc golf is still working on figuring out coverage. Currently, only DGN and YouTube channels cover it. People who say things like play a real sport or say stupid stuff are either trolls or haters or don't understand the game. Also, ball golf is primarily an old person sport. Another reason why people say that it is is because they don't want to share golf and they don't want to change. Pickleball is a net sport just like tennis, volleyball, ping pong, or badminton. No one is going to say any, and then it cuts off and we go to another message, because there are other net sports and people are used to that. Frisbee has a stigma of a child's game, not a sport. That's why people think of that. Also, where are people getting the idea of hippie sport and drinking and weed? Literally, no one thinks that. I'm going to pause here and interject. Literally, the tweet I put up earlier this week where it said that. That is definitely stigma in disc golf. Let me know if you agree. He says, not one person has ever said that. Stop making stuff up. I would say one person said that, bare minimum. Not making stuff up. Moving on. 
Um, where are we? I've met several people who are curious about the sport and have only heard of it but never play. Once they know what it is, they want to add baskets to their property and play. Disc golf has more courses than Dunkin' Donuts has stores in the world. Disc golf is growing like wildfire. Christian? Thanks for sending your comments in. I know I just had the one little comment there. And like I told him, I said, thanks for your feedback. We want to hear you guys' feedback, and I want to share your feedback on the episode. So trying to trying to do this to kind of get you guys a little bit more involved. Let us know what you think of Christian's comments. Hit, hit us back. So we've got another one here. This one comes from David Scott. He says, hey, all, love your podcast Per pickleball versus disc golf, we can't compare the two. Pickleball has a huge advantage as it's the child of an already massive sport. Isn't disc golf the child of golf? Just a thought. It's also been widely accepted by the wealthy and elite of the country, which makes a huge difference in the eyes of the media and broadcasters. I definitely agree with that. And to the neutral viewer, pickleball is more exciting to watch. My local courses are busier than this course was last year. League numbers seem to be up as well. Keep up the great work. Thank you, David. Um, I, I mean, uh, people keep coming out. That's great. Very happy to hear that in your local area. And I do think you do make some pretty good points about the Rich and elite are into ball golf, not into disc golf. If that were to switch, then maybe we would see a little bit different attitude there. Um, the next one we have comes from Parked Media. They say, love the episode, but pretty sure ratings comparison calculator was a satire spurred on by Foundation Podcast a few weeks ago. Does raise an interesting question, though, especially seeing the trend here in Australia, as well as within different states having inflated slash deflated ratings due to players only playing in their home states. Also, really enjoyed talking about the prize pools as we try to grow the sport here in Australia and kind of have the u.s as a model to follow or iterate on he did follow up by saying he had a question for us um he said if you were to turn back time what would be the decision you change slash make to improve slash rectify the growth of disc golf in the u.s i think the biggest one is man dude this is such a hard question i told him that i have to think about it that's why i'm answering it here is because when you think about what would improve the growth of disc golf, if we could turn back the clock, I think it's just getting more mass people into it earlier on, which is such a cop-out answer, but it's not like ball golf. It wasn't nearly as popular. It was getting popular, and then it took literally everyone not being able to do anything that they used to in order to get in disc golf. I think if disc golf would have had an event that would have allowed more people to get into it, more mainstream... That would have helped a lot. The difference between disc golf and ball golf, in my opinion, is that because, you know, ball golf has been so popular for such a long time, it already had the masses. It already had the important coverage. It already had the ESPN, CBSs. Disc golf didn't have any of that. And so it was hard to get that in a world in which there was no social media. There was no TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. There was none of that for people to get out and see it. So if you didn't have a course in your area, you you couldn't see it. Just buying plastic was super hard to do where you could go buy a golf club and golf balls anywhere. So the one thing that I think would have really helped improve the growth of disc golf in the United States would have it, I mean, such a cop-out answer, It getting having an event that got more eyes on it, that got eyes of the layman to watch the sport. And I do think the stigma of the hippie drinking weed, all that stuff 
did not help because think about it. A lot of parents, especially without any access to knowing what disc golf is back then. And even today, if you can put your kid in football, which you know what football is or ball golf or baseball or basketball or disc golf with some rando who is maybe doing rando things, you're probably not going to put them into disc golf. Just a thought. Thank you, Park Media, for sending that over. That was very nice of you to do. Um, Let's see here. I think that's going to be it. So thank you guys for sending me your feedback. We'd love to hear more of your feedback on the episodes, what you guys like, what you guys don't like. Um, and maybe we'll start reading off more of them here if, if you guys like that. I'll go ahead and throw a yeah we've got some reviews on here let's let's throw some reviews out here um this one comes from jrmct 1980 it says fire just a podcast i was looking for great content which i look forward to taking to the course these guys rocked it gave us five stars we've got dollar sign j smitty dollar sign he says absolutely love the pod as a learning and growing disc golfer most disc golf podcasts are about pro talk and disc golf pro tour which is cool but there's so many of them i go to listen to this podcast weekly for useful useful tools and it gives me to sharpen my game and to sharpen my memory of what I should be doing the next one comes from Ryan I really hope I don't butcher your last name Ryan Buell I cannot read, so I'm so sorry. Just found your podcast and love it already. I was a diehard disc golfer about 10 years ago. Started a family and had to step away. Getting back to it, the tips you give are super helpful and reminding me of the little things my game is missing. I love the positivity you bring and try to promote. I look forward to new podcasts in the future. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Chain Clankers Disc Golf Podcast. Very, very thankful for you guys and just continuing to listen to us. I know we've had a lot of changes going on. Um, You know, Horatio's been with us. Trenton's been with us. Now they're both a little bit more intermittent. It's me. So we're just kind of trying to find our foothold, find what we're doing, and find how we can provide you guys the most value in spending time listening to this podcast. And if that means quicker podcasts where we just get in and out and learn for the week, then let's do it. But... That's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week.